Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, welcome to a sultry Wednesday, uh, at least in Pittsburgh, PA. And um, it's August 12th, 2020, the year that we'll live in <laughs> miserable infamy. However, um, here we are. Um, I, I should mention that uh, City Paper uh, chief writer Ryan Dito will be joining us later in the show to talk about some of the uh, local stories that he's been covering and that we have been giving, I think, short shrift to. Uh, so um, I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, the big story, of course, uh, since last we spoke, was the uh, announcement by Joe Biden that he has chosen Senator Kamala Harris as his running mate. Um, upon hearing the news, I let out a a, a big whew, uh, W-H-E-W, it didn't sound like it. I have to tell Amy that there is noise in my ear. I was hearing it a little bit yesterday. Sounds vaguely like... Uh, uh, somebody who's gagged, uh, trying to get attention. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but there it is. Okay. Um, and, um, I, she was my choice of all the people that uh, we were told he was uh, considering. I, I, I find her, um, a formidable, uh, woman. And, uh, you know, sharp and smart and, uh, and approachable still. I mean, she seems very, uh, very warm. I, I mean, warm when she is interacting with people and then, you know, like scary when she's uh, got somebody in her crosshairs. And I, I just, I think she's, uh, she's an incredibly impressive, uh, candidate. Uh, and, I also like the fact that she, you know, obviously checks off so many boxes. The first, uh, the first black woman, uh, to be on a national ticket. The first Indian American woman to be on a national ticket. Uh, and I, I, I just think she's really, um, a very good choice. Um, so we're we're getting closer, and uh, we can't let down. Black women have uh, saved the Democrats time and time again, and uh, it's about time one of their own uh, graced our national ticket. They saved Joe Biden's uh, behind. This time around, and uh, so this is only fitting and proper. Uh, whatever you have uh, to say about it is uh, welcome, uh, but I, I, uh, I just really like her. Um, Jews are all excited too because she's married to a, a Jew, and check off another box. So that gets some Jews excited, and the Indian Americans are excited, and the black uh, Americans are excited, and the women are excited, and, uh, you know, that's all good. 
and when turnout is uh, is is so Im- important. Uh, but she is my uh, she was my pick. I was terrified he'd cho- choose Susan Rice, who he was so much more um, you know comfortable with. I think by virtue of the fact that they had served together in many capacities and knew each other. And every time I have seen her, I mean, she's clearly impressive as well, but I don't get that sense of warmth from her. I also, she's also never run for election and that's a big negative in this, uh, in this time, if you ask me. Uh, somebody who's not used to taking the kind of blows. And I think she comes with uh, baggage that I think would have been um, un- uncomfortable. So I just, eh, just she didn't float my boat at all. And um, I- I'm glad that he went with uh, Kamala Harris. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. I mean, I... Uh, generally speaking, we do know that uh, a vice presidential uh, choice doesn't doesn't change too many people's votes for the ticket. Uh, that's what history tells us. But I I certainly see her as um, as helping to energize uh, the ticket. So uh, yeah, that's all I have to say, and I'm glad it's behind us. I was just this apropos of absolutely nothing. I was just paging through um, the uh, New York Times today. It's the only print newspaper I am still getting delivered to my venue. I, I I I don't know. I can't believe they finally worn me down uh, to maybe go digital. I don't enjoy it anywhere near as much. I do want to page through. I want to be able to rip stories out and highlight them with my with my marker that's what I've done all my all my professional life and it's hard to give that up and the times makes me crazy a lot um I I'd kill to have the Washington Post delivered to my door but they don't so okay paging through it though the arts section to be exact the times has for I don't know a few years now uh, had some kind of a uh, deal with uh, the with Jeopardy, the TV show, in that they they feature in a little box somewhere in the art section the one of the clues of uh, that will be on that night's uh, that day's show, and you have to wait for the next day to see uh, the answer. But this clue, I want one of you. I couldn't answer this in a million years. Absolutely not. And that somebody, I don't know if this is the, you know, the final Jeopardy thing where they, they would have had like what? What is that? 30 seconds they have to come up with the answer, or if this is one of the regular clues, because it can be either. Listen to this seriously, and and I want get your pencils out or pens, and I want somebody. And of course, I won't know if you're cheating. I want somebody to 
answer this question. The, the general uh, uh, category is knowledge by the numbers. Okay? And here's... <laughs> I just want to know the answer. Here's the clue. Okay. You have to do some addition here. The number of males who served as British Prime Minister in the 1990s plus Oscars won by Tom Hanks plus protons in a helium nucleus. And... Number of males who served as British Prime Minister in the 1990s, plus Oscars won by Tom Hanks, plus protons in a helium nucleus. I don't know the answers to any of them. I mean, I would guess that the prime minister one, because 90s would be, uh, is that not, is Thatcher in there a little bit at the beginning? Maybe. And then um, Tony, what's his name? Uh, I, I think the first number is a one or a two, two maybe, one or two. Tom Hanks Oscars, he won for, um, I don't know what he won for. <laughs> He's nominated constantly. What did he ever, what did he win for? Did he win for Castaway? Did he win for, um, uh, what's that one where he plays the, uh, you know, that uh, Forrest Gump, maybe? Did he win for Philadelphia? Philadelphia something. That AIDS one. Did he win for, I don't know. Okay, so that's um, plus protons in a helium nucleus. I have no idea because I don't know anything about things like that. So I'm just saying that, wow, that caught my eye. Usually I got a shot at some of these things. I have, I have no shot at that at all. So, and what else do I want to say? Um, so I had just one more thing about my mom. We, uh, the family had a Zoom, uh, meeting, meeting, party, happy birthday, get together, uh, yesterday afternoon. And we had it sort of early in the afternoon so that we could f comfortably fit in, um, uh, my, my brother's uh, daughter and husband and baby who live in London. And uh, so they were there. It was, you know, there's something so wonderful about seeing all these people you love in these little squares. <laughs> and some of them look so miserable. I mean, they do. They're sitting there like, uh, you know, they're all ages, everything from, you know, five weeks old to uh, 98 and and all in between and on different continents and 
and uh you know grumpy uh 20-somethings and and uh, it's just an old codgers like my brother and and me um and it it, it was it's bittersweet because you know I want to be with them and normally we would all have gotten together so that's tough and it's not really like, you know, some people in that situation don't really talk much. And, and when you start talking, you might be talking over somebody else. It's just, <laughs> but I was struck uh, by the fact that um, when my family gets together, it is always funny. It's always interesting. Because uh, it's a bunch of really, I think, interesting people. And so here we are with my 98-year-old uh, mom, and uh, we're having a pretty good time. And somehow the conversation turns to love letters that Harding President Harding wrote to his lover, to his mistress, who apparently was a German spy. <laughs> is, is that true? Um, and how did that come up? Oh, the, my niece in London asked my mother, who was president when you were born? Was it, was it Wilson or was it, and we decided it was Harding. Um, and and then uh, my brother's son, the archivist, uh, he brought up the letters. Have you ever seen the letters that Harding wrote to his uh, mistress, the spy? And, uh, uh, you know, I would hazard to guess that if we had all answered, we would have said, uh, no, I missed I missed those. Um, and he went on to tell us that they were just so cringeworthy and so out there and so he said he even had a name for his genitals his genitals <laughs> and um we took off from 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 there and nobody asked you know i'm i'm i like the follow-up question i'm the only interviewer in the crowd and so after people were like yap yap yapping i said wait a minute wait a minute what did harding call his uh you know uh, his member and um there was some humming and hawing like uh let's see uh, and uh somebody came up with uh, jumbo and then somebody else said, no, 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 that's what LBJ called his. And I said, what? So I'm thinking, now, wait a minute. This is a birthday party for a 98-year-old woman, and we're talking about what former presidents called their privates. Um, so for those of you who want to know what uh, Harding called his, it turned out to be very uninteresting. It was he gave him gave it the name Jerry, which, given that she was a German spy, is very interesting. Was she a German spy? I don't know. 
Anyway, so there you have it, Jumbo and Jerry and my mom's 98th birthday party. Um, but, damn. Bitter sweet. Uh, oh, and my niece, my brother's other daughter, who's an actress, um, who last I saw uh, playing Hamlet, um, beautifully in a in a production um broke her finger in the uh you know the final uh scene where she's hamlet's dueling and this she broke it in rehearsal and she didn't really want to tell anybody because she was afraid whatever i don't know she ends up um having putting a brace on on the finger putting a splint on it uh, she was wearing the splint when we were with her but then when she donned her costume to become hamlet and do the performance she had to take it off and you know do the dual scene all over again and everything else so what she told us uh, in from her little box is uh, she's been having to uh, do rehabilitation uh, months and months later because the doctor has now told her that she likely rebroke the finger every performance, and so now the finger is like it's it's all messed up. We had two people in two boxes, both with broken middle fingers, my son and and uh, Hamlet. Oh, God, guys, don't you miss your families? I do. I really, really, really do. Okay, well, moving on. Nobody has answered the number of males who served as British Prime Minister in the 1990s, plus... Oscars won by Tom Hanks, plus protons in a helium nucleus. And if you have, I just haven't gotten it. We have a caller. Maybe he's got the answer. Hello, caller. Hi, this is Father Joseph. No, I'm sorry, I don't have the answer. Ah, darn! But I want to share one of my favorite Zoom stories. So, uh, we're on the... I'm, I'm just back when I was in the military, and we were on a phone with our, our top general, and it, he was having most of us senior folks on, on the line with him, and uh, it's supposed to be a staff meeting, as if you're in the room with him. Yes. Oh, no, did we lose you? Start, yeah, so one starts eating a banana, you know, while, and the other one gets up and leaves. Uh, one nods off. It, 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 was, it, was, it was hilarious <laughs> watching all this, because they, 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 none of those if you were there. Yeah, That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> so, after, so, so after the meeting, we get this, this message from the headquarters saying, um, in future, uh, please remember your, you know, your, your military courtesy and, and protocol when you're uh, you know, in a meeting with boss. <laughs> <laughs> no banana eating, no nodding off, no getting up and leaving. Isn't that funny though that you take people out of that normal environment and and they yeah they forget what the rules are supposed to be or whatever that's interesting. 
Well, it is interesting. Okay, well, thank you for that. All right. Nice to talk to you, always. Okay, well, nobody's going to answer my question. Well, tune into Jeopardy tonight, because the answer's going to be on there. Hmm. Number of males who serve... Okay, wait. That That's not a different caller, is it? Is that a different caller, Amy? I get my stupid phone sends the um uh, no okay thank you it it tells me that when amy sends me this thing it says caller and 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 then about seven eight minutes later it sends it again and says caller and i it, i've learned that that's the same call but jeez oh the trouble What else we got here, guys? Um, oh, so I was telling you about, you know, hey, guys, go and look through your page through your old books, see if you find anything. And um, Paul did. And uh, he said, I only made one discovery, an old prayer book. Now, a prayer book would be one where I bet that would be a, a good one, that something might get slipped into a a prayer book, uh, an old prayer book given to my mother by her mother, wow, contained a $2 bill <laughs> in the middle of the book. And then Paul says, my grandmother always gave a $2 bill to each of her grandchildren for Christmas. Um, and he says, I'm giving the prayer book to my mother's favorite grandson along with the story behind it. How nice. How do you know who her favorite grandson is? Okay, I got a bunch of people saying they got the answer. Hang on a minute here. Um, first of all, Ed has uh, just one answer. He says, Tom Hanks won for best a- Oscar for Best Actor uh, in Philadelphia. Okay, so I got the movie right. And Forrest Gump. And those were two years in a row. Uh, um, so that's two. Uh, Doug, you're the first in. Your final answer is two. He says the answer's two, but that wouldn't work if if Tom Hanks won two Oscars because because then we don't have any. Ma- Were there no males? It, it was Thatcher all through the '90s, and does uh well doesn't a helium nucleus have to have a proton? I don't know. Jesus, I don't know anything. Roger's guessing four. (laughs) He says it's a complete guess. He's guessing one male prime minister, two, he's got two Tom Hanks, and one proton. And that comes out to four. I don't know. I'm saying, okay, it's between, I'm going to say three. I don't know. Um, Jeez, I thought you guys would be more on this. All right. All right. Um, what else we got here? Somebody, Kathy, not just somebody, Kathy sent me this the other day, and I, and I found it really interesting. Um, this is from an essay in uh, Rolling Stone magazine. 
about that sort of it smacks the average American right in the face because we have even those of us who are able to be critical of our country we still most of us have this sense of our nation as a a great nation in many ways if not a, a lot but and this essay in Rolling Stone was about the decline of America in the last half century and how, in fact, it, uh, it stacks up. Um, well, geez, wait a minute. Ryan is asking how I, wait a minute. Um, I got a ton of callers. You guys are all not one. Can I, um, just, uh, okay, let me go to the callers then. Let me go to the callers. Hello? Hello? Am I on? Yeah, you're on. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm Bill, but uh, for years I've always uh, just written in the email as William. Uh, this question okay. has been driving me crazy. Uh, <laughs> Good. So, I just went ahead, so if you don't mind, I just went ahead and, and Googled everything. Well, not that. Oh, you did. Yeah. Cheating. Sorry. All right. Go all ahead. Right. Well, you want it or not? Okay. Well, okay, give sure. me the first one. The number of males is. Prime Minister's males, but we forget all about the one because he was so dull. So dull. Major? For six years. Major, exactly. Oh, Major. Yeah, and, Major and then Blair. And then Tony Blair. Okay. That's so it. it's two. Okay. Mm-hmm. And two and then, Tom and then, Hanks movies. Mm-hmm. And, and how many protons in a helium nucleus? Two. Oh, my God! So, so the answer is six. <laughs> two, two, and two. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate Surely. it. Thank you, William. Bye. All right. Bye. I, bye. I'm sure all the people who are calling uh, behind you are pissed off, though. Is there another caller there? You still there? Yes. It, you have a pissed off caller. It's back. Yes, that's what um, I thought. <laughs> you know what though? I I had the only one I didn't know and I had to look up was the hydrogen nucleus. Yeah. And when I saw the periodic table it said one. Oh, so you come up with five. I'm coming up with five. I knew Blair and Major and wow. I knew Tom Hanks had one only two. Wow. So, so I don't know. Someone may have to maybe my search engine, you know, went kaput. Maybe, All I mean, right. Two, well two, then two, two and two make more sense, but no, two, two, and two doesn't make an, any more sense. I mean, so it's either five or six now. We don't have, we do not have a definitive answer. We do not. But so I hope someone says, you know. Well, there was another was caller that. after you, and if they haven't hung up, let's see what they have to. Maybe they can break the, the. I don't know. I know. And hey, overjoyed on the Harris pick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Let yes. us go do it now. Thank you. Yeah, I know. Bye. Okay, let's see if we got a another caller there. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hi. I don't know any any more. I thought you said helium, right? Yeah. 
okay, well, I thought hydrogen was one and helium was two. Oh, so you come up with six, too, then. The previous caller said hydrogen, and I thought I was all wrong. Oh, so she, okay, so she had the wrong, okay, so it is six. Well, all Thank I knew you. the answer to was the helium. Okay, well, then <laughs> I thought you... I knew the answer to helium, but I wouldn't swear on it. Okay, so it is two. So it's two, two, and two, which is six. Thank you. That was perfect. I, I didn't do it. I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> no, I'm, I think you know. I do. I'm going with you. Okay? Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, well, wa- Thank you. Bye-bye. We can watch Jeopardy tonight and find out. But I think it's six. That's what I think. Listen, while I'm talking to you, I'm trying desperately to um, to uh, respond to Jesus Christ, Dito, um, who doesn't have the number. I thought he did. Okay, I got it. Um, all righty. And what else we have here? Uh Somebody said Sarah, Sarah Palin. Why? Uh, Bob and Braddock, I just heard that Kamala Harris has some, got some fun, friendly advice about being a part of a presidential vice presidential ticket from failed vice president candidate Sarah Palin. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, she'd be like the first person I'd turn to uh, for advice, right? And, yes, Kurt writes, the answer each is two. So um, two, four, six. It's six, folks. Hope I didn't ruin your Jeopardy watching tonight. Uh, the answer is, what is six? Okay. Uh, there. Well, I think we dispatched with that pretty well. And uh, we should be hearing from Ryan pretty soon, I hope. And I, I'm loath to bring up another uh, topic in the interim if um, you told them to call in around 10.30. So, uh, I don't know. Is he not calling? Did I give him the right number? I'm sorry, guys. You know, I... I, 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 I um, oh, well, let me treat you to, uh, you know, an idiot uh, sheriff in Florida. This is wherever Ocala, Florida, Florida is. The sheriff there has put out a um an order uh which and I can't make it come up here so I can't get the actual thing um in which he bans he has flat out banned his deputies from wearing a mask and you got a spike right now in his in his county and he has banned his deputies from wearing masks. He bans any visitors coming in to um, the sheriff's office from wearing masks. And I'm telling you, this kind of stupidity, just an insanity, it means I'm never going to see my mom again. Honest to Pete, I can't stand it. We're all going to be... Okay, I'll stop. Ryan's here. Damn it. 
Okay, Ryan. Hello. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Lynn. You, you know, if you just paged up a little bit, I'd given you that number just uh, a little bit ago. <laughs> oh well, I, I uh, um, yeah, yeah, I realized, yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize it was the same number. So uh, yeah, it is. It's always the same number. So you right, have okay. the have number. Okay. And it's nice to hear your voice because I haven't heard it in a while. And I, yeah, it has I, been a while. I know. And I meant after I read, and I don't know what happened. There must have been other news that was just uh, turning my head. But you wrote, might be two weeks ago now, a really, re- really good story about the Pittsburgh police and their dogged determination to um, arrest, um, I, apparently, as, as many leaders of the Black Lives Matter movement in Pittsburgh as they can for infractions as, as minimal as, uh, you know, uh, spray painting on a wall. Yeah. Right. What, what, okay, so what's going on and why it just seems so counterproductive to yeah all right so yeah, let's end. um you know honestly it's been it's been it's been pretty wild um i don't think the effort has slowed down at all i believe um the 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 day the day after i wrote that article a um uh jared our photographer was at a protest and uh apparently they had uh, the police had allegedly identified uh, a protest marshal, basically someone leading the crowd, um, from a photograph from a previous protest, and they were waiting at they were waiting for the protest to end so that they could arrest them, and then they did. And um, I I don't know what the charges were. We don't know who that person uh, is. Apparently, we didn't have a name or anything like that. But um, before that, it's just been basically, I would, I would, uh, you know, like an onslaught of, of the police scrolling through people's social media feeds, scrolling through, uh, news coverage, scrolling through, um, security videos, um, to identify, uh, protesters who are allegedly committing crimes and then charging them and sometimes serious charges, uh, there's been felony charges against, uh, three, uh, pretty prominent, um, Black Lives Matter leaders and uh, people who have been organizing protests and things like that. And um, yeah, uh, uh, it's uh, it's funny because when I wrote the story, uh, I didn't I added a little original reporting, but it wasn't that much. It was really just putting all the pieces together. And this this uh-huh. like, you know, these all these things are reported like in, in the trip in TV news in the Post-Gazette uh, in WESA and uh, just really just you know, understanding that the police are, are, are definitely like engaging this very aggressive tactic to arrest as many people as they can, basically, that are linked to these protests. And they're, you know, the police are claiming, oh, well, we're only arresting people who are committing crimes and we're not, you know, we respect people's First Amendment rights. And, you know, I mean, I'm a lot more skeptical than that. And I, I'm a lot more cynical than that. And I think that what they're doing is um, trying to, you know, quash the movement, basically trying to, uh, yeah. trying intimidate to intimidate the movement, right. Intimidate, right. And slow people down. So let people show up so that, so that they do less, um, maybe less combative or, you know, confrontational, uh, things in their protests that generally get more press coverage and generally get uh, a lot of times more sympathy. Um, 
So, you know, um, I think honestly it's pretty dark and uh, it's really something that, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's been, you know, we reported it and, 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 and I think public source has done some really, really good reporting that's kind of uh, shown the same kind of thesis. And, uh, but at the same time, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't seem to be motivating uh, any kind of huge backlash or anything. I don't, you know, I remember seeing on my social media that the police were putting out, yeah, these sort of grainy, dark pictures that, and they were saying, can anyone, you know, we need help in identifying. And I know it it was like the Pittsburgh TV uh, stations were disseminating this and and helping them in their efforts to, um, to identify these uh, malefactors. And right, you know, the, yeah. yeah, but the but the thing is is and then you'd see they're wanted for like throwing a, an empty water bottle or right. um or or, or paint sp- spray painting, yeah, spray painting uh, graffiti. Yeah. And what the hell I don't want the Pittsburgh police to be spending their time on that. Surely there's some more important things they could be doing. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, uh, it's, 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 been, it's been pretty remarkable, honestly, um, especially with the help that local media has given. And, you know, KDK has been the worst offender. Uh, oh, they, big shot. They've, you know, they've basically been, anytime the police are searching for somebody, they usually put out, you know, um, you know, some kind of, you know, basically press release story. And, and they've done so with gusto with the um, any protesters. And I think they were the ones that, uh, sh- you know, shared the story about two two women who allegedly uh, spray painted a business like that's like you like like, you know, like they're like, you know, FBI's most wanted or something like that. And and, you know, it's 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 really it's really crazy. And I think it I think it really speaks to the crime reporting that we've had in Pittsburgh for a long time. And I think I've, I've really only started to report on this like last two years. but. Um, you know, that's, uh, I think I think I'm starting to understand why there's such a strong pro-police sentiment in this region. You know, there seems well, to be a lot of assist from the media in terms of this. Yes. I know that Pittsburgh was the first place that, uh, first, uh, police union in the country, I believe. And, um, it, you know, uh, they, well, even, even, even with the very documented, very documented video evidence of police you know, what I, what I would say are, uh, you, you know, uh, doing misconduct against protesters on June 1st and, and other, and other days. There's plenty of that to show too, but that apparently gets totally drowned out by, by help us catch this uh, spray painter or help us catch this person who threw a rock, you know? Okay. Like, yes. And on, but on June 1st, that was near me in, in East Liberty, right? And that's yeah, when the cops yeah. were firing tear gas and pepper spray and all this stuff. And yeah, they, they arrested 22 protesters. Yep. And then they dropped all the charges because right. <laughs> if anybody was out of control that day, that evening, it was, it was the cops. Right, right, and they're being sued what? currently right now by uh, a group of six protesters. Uh, you know, right now it's a class action lawsuit, so more can join if they want. Um, and uh, it, you know, um, they're suing they're, the cops now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And they're saying, um, I, I see your quote in the article in this class action lawsuit by the protesters. They're accusing them of escalating a peaceful protest 
into a scene of pandemonium, panic, violence, and bloodshed, which is what happened. Right, right. You had you had a group of protesters, about 100 protesters, that had continued on from an earlier protest, and they wanted to continue marching as they're right down down Center Avenue. Um, right. There were some claims, or there was some. Uh, uh, there was apparently a person who had. Uh, uh, a person not related to the protest who had smashed a window at a dollar bank uh, near where they were marching. Uh, and, uh, the you know, from, from you know, Jared, our photographer who was there, he said all the protesters were telling that person to stop, and then that person did stop and then left, and then they continued to march. And apparently that was enough to escalate the uh, police officers to form a line on center in riot gear, uh, with tear gas guns, with sponge round guns, with pepper spray, and then to basically call for the protesters to disperse um, because it was unlawful assembly, but there there was no evidence of that, right? And and, and right. Like before curfew, even uh, even though, you know whatever curfew is, but um, you know, and yeah, it was just it was it was it was quite a remarkable scene, and uh, you know, I think you know again the you know I guess the speculator in me thinks that like the embarrassment that happened from that day. Right. Because they had a press conference that night where where uh, the chief of. About, right. You know, you know, about what happened there. And, you know, and Peduto, you know, later admitted to that. And and that happened. And it, it just kind of feels like now they're going out and justifying that. No, no, no. We're the police. We were right. See, these protesters are are. Criminals, you know. You know, they're, you know, they're doing all these things. I was talking to some friends the other day, and uh, we were sitting in my backyard, and we started hearing drums. And I live very near the mayor, and um, uh, my son was here, and he had been marching in a that very. I guess there was a protest that night, and he did come yeah. over to my house, and he said, "Oh, they're probably going to." Pedudos and my friend said Pedudos why would they and I informed them I said these the protesters are not happy at all with Bill Peduto who you know most Pittsburgh think of as a very progressive right mayor but they have a different feel for him and and part of it is because of the lie he told that after that night, but also because under him, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, the police budget has ballooned under Peduto. Right. Right. It has grown. Um, I think, I think, I think it hasn't grown as much as protesters are saying it's grown, but it has increased, uh, you know, steadily throughout, throughout his term. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's something that they're, they're like talking about addressing, um, and all these things, uh, and I think council has some bills, and they passed some bills, but they're not that strong. There's uh, going to be a ballot initiative about um, God, I forget what it is now. Uh, What's with county council? Listen to this, Allegheny County yeah. Council. This is supposedly a Democratic uh, group, and right. they actually voted overwhelmingly against right. a bill to keep cops. From using, uh, you know, the the tear gas and the kind of weaponry that we know right. is, is is by the Geneva Conventions isn't allowed right. to be used in warfare. Right. 
Well, I think that just speaks to, I think it just speaks to the pro-police sentiment that exists because you're talking about the entire county now. If you're talking about, yes, it is, it is, it is, it is dominated by Democrats, but um, a lot of Democrats are older. You could call them blue dog Democrats. Uh, yes, they are. You know, They're not Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but, the, you know, uh, it's like, again, pro-police sentiment is extremely strong in this area. And, uh, you know, even though there's been, doc- like, like I said, documented things against it. It doesn't get a lot of play in the media. Like I said, there's only a few, there's only a few, uh, you know, you know, media, you know, outlets that are like really covering it, that are trying to push it. Like, you know, like we are like public sources and, you know, it, it's just not, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Lynn, it's, 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 it's a little disheartening, honestly, because it's pretty yeah. obvious that the police have been more aggressive in these, in these acts. And, you know, I was there on May 30th when, when, when the police car was set on fire, I was literally right there. I was like 10 feet mm-hmm. away from it. And like, I understand when you, when, when you see the video of what happened uh, on TV news from helicopters and everything, it seems like, oh, oh my God, it's chaos. But I don't know. I mean, I was right there. I wasn't scared. It was like, okay. So it's, yeah, some, some people are like beating up on a car, but it's like, it's a car. You know, <laughs> like, it's not a well, it's, it's a car it's, that it's belongs car. to the government. So, yeah, I'm not saying it's not illegal, yeah. but I'm saying, but it is a car, right? Right, it's, it's a car, right? But they like, come down you, on that with you know, you also point out in this article, yeah, like they incited that, a riot, but there's but but you know, they didn't because those things were barely connected. That like first cop car burning happened like an hour before anything else, they like basically right. like took a little break. And then they continue downtown. It's like, how is that? You know what I mean? I don't know. No, I know. I know. I know. So so the cops respond to certain things and not others, just as our local media respond to the mainstream media, to certain things and not others. I reported on my little show here that uh, at at that Shaler, uh, brave Shaler protest, that uh, that there were you know Trumpians uh, on Mount Royal Boulevard screaming right. kill ta- tra- kill transgenders kill right. transgenders with you know transgender people there that is an obvious threat no action right. has been taken against that man no. and yet no. they're taking action against. One of the protesters who said to a uh, a bar owner, a restaurant owner, "We're gonna, you know, break your windows." They're under right. arrest. Right, right. For 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 felonies, for felonies, for, for felonies. felonies. Okay, for, for felonies. Like you know, and yeah, and that's like that's like you know, honestly, I'm you know, I brought that comparison up in my story too, and I think it's a really strong one because they basically were protesting this dress code, which is perfectly honest really racist it says it's like totally racist it's, yeah. it's, it's a gay bar it's a gay bar right right yeah that yeah. has a racist dress code it, they might as well just say no blacks allowed it says no <laughs> no baggy pants no hoodies right, right. yeah no gain insignia whatever that means. yeah right whatever whatever that means yeah. no black gays allowed right exactly and right and, and so you know you know they go there to protest that and you know i think you can make an argument that's like well isn't this about police brutality why are we protesting a bar but you know that's how the movement works that's just how it works sometimes they just feel like they want to attach to something else that's like they feel like is attacking you know black lives basically and and so they you know go there and they hold a protest out there and they like they like shut down the intersection in front of it but the bar owners and the security there locked the doors before they could get in. Because I think they were trying to go in and basically like shout like, "Hey, this is racist. We don't agree with this." 
But bar owners locked the doors before, so then all the protesters taped up their signs to the, uh, you know, to the windows and the know, doors, right? Yeah, to the windows, and they start shouting protest slogans, like, yeah, burn it down, which is a well-known protest slogan, right? And like, um, <laughs> then the cops say, no, that was terroristic threat. They were trapped inside. They weren't trapped inside. Give me a break. Like, <laughs> they weren't trapped inside. No, they couldn't have come out the front door because then the protesters would have been came in, but there's a back door to those. <laughs> sure there is. Yeah. <laughs> of course, there's an alley. I, I walked back there. And so it's all these things. So it's like, that's the threat. I mean, you're right. With the Shaler thing, you have a person on video yes. yelling, kill transgenders, using homophobic slurs after that. You know? Like, generally, just, just like, being awful. And but that's okay. I, and that's okay. And again, that's so okay. I contacted the Shaler police. They never got back to me, right? Uh, uh, and another thing about this isn't just the police, this is the media's action. No other media source covered that, right? KDKA initially covered that protest. They didn't include it initially. Apparently, the people who sent them that video said, hey, this happened too. You should probably put this in your story. And they added that at the very end of their story. But it's not in the headline. It's not in the lead. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a little afterthought, right? And that's yeah. almost kind of like why I had to write that story two weeks ago is because a lot of these things were all there. They were just considered afterthoughts in other stories. And that's how the media frames these things, right? And well, I think exactly. And I want to – and you put you, – you have another, uh, you know, uh, evidence of that in this, uh, in this story uh, about uh, this uh, guy from uh, the South Hills, uh, Kurt yeah. Cofano who yeah. was arrested last month in Mount Lebanon with 30 homemade bombs in his Mercedes-Benz. Yeah. <laughs> the Benz is the best part of the story. Yeah, the Benz, right. I got 30 <laughs> homemade bombs here in my Benz. And he had been making online threats to blow up buildings. Yep. And also he made online threats of violence against the protesters in yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah, he and specifically said, my name is Kurt Cavano. That is a threat. <laughs> like, oh, for God's sakes. And that and how do media, you know, the local TV stations or the Post-Gazette present that? They didn't. They never touched it. They no never did, touched it. Again, there was a blog that broke the story uh, as I was working on it before me. Credit to them. Right. But it was like a, it's like a national blog. It's like a, um, it's not Pittsburgh specific. Then we broke it a few hours and then, and then we wrote about it a few hours later. And I would, I, I, I thought that after we wrote that story and it was very clear that even as more photos of Cofano had came out, that it, that very clearly was Cofano who was making those threats under a Twitter account. Right. Um, that, that when he was uh, indicted by federal agents that like that, oh, maybe the Post Gazette or the Trib would mention those things. They never did. And, and, and so it's like, it's hard. It's hard. I don't know. It's like, you know, all we have always struggled for like, you know, any kind of legitimacy among the press in terms of what we, you know, you know, cover, but it just seems, um, I think it, it seems negligent to me to not mention those things that this person not only was threatening to blow up Harrisburg or, or a building in Washington DC, but he was threatening you to hurt and, you know, physically hurt. Black Lives Matter. You know, it's a wonder they didn't throw him a ticker tape parade. <laughs> I, I, you so, know, yeah, I don't. It, it, it's, 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 it's really crazy. So you also quote uh, uh, a young man uh, who 
every time I've never met him and every time I see him speak and or um I see him quoted as in your article I think what an impressive character his his name is Jaziri X yeah and he's with a group called One Hood Media yeah he's a Pittsburgher right well, you quote him in your piece as saying this. I would think somebody would want, he's talking about the cops and how they should be dealing with the protesters. He said, I would think somebody would want to call them in and say, hey, can we meet? Can we talk? Can we learn about your demands? Can, can we see how we can maybe come to an understanding on how we can move this city forward? And instead, they're met with police. Folks are getting felony charges for a protest where nothing happened. Nobody was injured. Nothing was hurt. And now all of a sudden you're charging people with felonies and it's just really par for the course. And he goes on to say, here are black folks, queer folks saying, we want a better opportunity. We want justice. And instead we're met with riot police and we're met with charges to silence us to try to right. silence us. Um, I, I just, it makes me, you know, the marches, the staying power of these young people is amazing to me. They just yeah. keep on keeping on. Yeah. And they are not uh, causing property damage or damage to other p- people. They are not they are being great Americans. Right. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 really hard because like the protests have 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 continued. They've lessened a little bit, obviously, but you know they've continued. But it just you know I, I just think a lot about this in the historical context, and it, it it just shows how how hard it is to persuade um, the whole yeah. country or the region like on these kind of movements. And like right. I know that like. It was the same with the civil rights movement in the 60s where they, they had multiple different avenues to do so. There were cities in Nashville. There were, there was the bus boycott in Montgomery. They had all these different actions and they were, they took for, they took a while, you know? And I think it's, it's sort of similar to what's happening now. And it's definitely just as broad in mass and it's probably actually bigger actually because it's like every city. Um, but it's also, I don't know. It's, it, it, it feels like uh, either we're paying attention less or the movement is being a little bit more fractured. And it's hard to bring back the focus onto what this was, was about, which was police reform and police brutality. You know? Well, and um, we've got the, this it's issue of, of uh, how does the public learn about what's really happening when you have these corporatized uh, conservative uh, television stations you have a uh, Pittsburgh uh, daily newspaper that is um, under siege by its own uh, ownership yeah. and uh, potentially heading into a strike. And, you know, and then there's, you know, you guys and public source and, and other than, you know, what in WESA. And that's who now is. And you don't have the 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 wherewithal by virtue of, yeah. you know, the ability to be everywhere right. you need to be. Right. Right. We don't have the resources. We don't have the, we don't have the reach, you know, you know, a lot of people maybe don't still don't know who we are. 
you know, in the same way they don't know who uh, the public source is, or they don't know who even the big radio station is, you know? Like, um, it's well, really WESA is doing media. very good work, and City right. Paper, yeah. which is which, whose staff is decimated because of uh, a lack of you know advertising revenue that's hurting right. every everybody. Um, and I've asked people to plead for you can you can give them ten bucks a month. It will right. help. Oh, that would be huge! Like any anything that we can get can help us bring back staff can help us potentially grow. Uh, uh, kudos for, for in your piece, in this piece where you, you know, really, you know, question and go after the cops and the media, yeah. you yeah. point out that Pittsburgh police have a pretty impressive record of, like, uh, solving homicides, way right. over the national average, way right. over right. all these other big city police departments. I mean, you give, right. you tip your hat to the Right, and I think that, professionals. that also leads to the fact that maybe why Council or Peduto have been less um, aggressive at, at wanting to reform the police because their clearance rate, their homicide clearance rate, which is the rate at which they um, solve the case. Basically charge, not solve. solve oh, oh, solve charge. Okay. Yeah, charge. Okay. Charge. Charge case because the DA could drop those charges, or it, that person could be innocent, right? Uh-huh. So, um, but you know, it's the rate at which they for homicides, it's you know the rate at which they basically catch and arrest somebody and charge them with the crime of homicide, and that is a, a kind of a national. That's kind of an indicator of how well police departments are doing in terms of uh, stopping crime or being efficient at doing so. And yeah, exactly. Pittsburgh police has been growing the last two years. It's very high. Uh, Very high. It's in the eighty percent, right? Right. Eighty percent, which is yeah, really high. Uh, and uh, at the same time, crime in the area has been dropping significantly. So you could make the argument that, like, oh, well, the Pittsburgh police are doing a pretty good job. Yes, what exactly. They're supposed to do. So you can make right. that. But also at the same time, you have to put that in the broader scheme of how the media portrays these things, because it was only last year the TV news and the media had a huge freak out about some alleged crime spree downtown, quote unquote, crime. Oh, that's right. Downtown, oh, the Post-Gazette was going through. berserk about it. Right. Post-Gazette, Post-Gazette, KDK, everybody, everybody that it was this huge, huge. I think, I think John Delano did like three fucking enterprise, excuse me, three enterprise stories on it. <laughs> I mean, it was insane, you know, and, and, and it was this huge thing. And so you, you basically have this like, it's it's so hard to combat this movement because you have what is the what are the facts as the police are uh, the crime rate is dropping and the police are catching and charging people pretty at pretty high rates for for you know for violent dangerous crimes but at the same time with the with the crime rates dropping it's like oh they're doing a good job but then you have TV news saying no the crime is everywhere <laughs> and so it's just this huge bubble around the police it's yeah. this huge media bubble about what they do they can tell. Right. The lawmakers, look, we're doing a good job, so you can't really do anything. And the lawmakers are like, oh, man, maybe they are. And then they can also tell all the media out there that calls in and feels how the area is doing that, oh, there's a huge crime spree. You need us. It's, it's uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I was well, trying to point out in my story, how it came across. No, no, it did. And I, it's a hell of a story. And, um, and I thank you for writing it and all the work you're doing, Brian. Oh, and thanks, um, Brian. I wish I could. Which I could see. Uh, I, I just feel so. Oh, I can't stand this, and we're out of time, and I, uh, I'm okay. going to have to go. So I, I thank you so much.
Thanks, Lynn. Thanks for having me. Okay. I appreciate it. Okay. Right, I bye. truly do too. Bye. 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 Guys, I just want to leave you with the uh, it's upsetting the COVID uh, report from Allegheny County Health Department today. Um, the cases, new cases, continue to be better. Seventy new cases in the last 24 hours in Allegheny County, but 13 people died of COVID in the last 24 hours in Allegheny County. I've never seen a number that high. And I want to thank all you young people who had to go to the bar, had to have your parties. I know you figure you'll just get sick and you'll get over it, but you're killing old people. Ah, what, they're almost half dead already. Who cares, right? Uh, let me see. The newly reported deaths range, let's see, two persons in their 60s, three in their 70s, six in their 80s, two in their 90s. Uh, you know, thanks, thanks a lot. And it's, you know, what the hell? I guess they're expendable, as am I. So uh, one new hospitalization. The only number that jumped out at me is those 13 deaths. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you all. And uh, stay cool. Stay safe. Um, and I'll, uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Hope you will, too. Bye-bye. Lynn Cullen Live. Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.